To open this broadcast, I'd like to share with you an excerpt from a philosopher and lyricist and dancer, master of ceremonies, Hammer, from an extended sonnet entitled Pumps and a Bump. Looking like ice cream ready to be served. Stretch it, bend it, could I get in it? If you want to kick it with a G, baby, bend it. Because I come equipped, read my lips, baby. You can slippity slip out your clothes and take a trip. Pumps and a bump. Pumps and a bump. We like the girls with the pumps and a bump. That's reverse rail. I am Rob E. Cuomo speaking truth to power verse. We're on the road to WrestleMania. There's potholes and plot holes the whole fucking way. So on this episode, we're discussing ream bumps, baby bumps, bumps in the road, and cash shit. Because this... This is the Cash Shit Podcast. Well, right on. One and done. We can go on ahead and dive on in. How you feel? I really can't stand you. I can't. I'm not to be stand. I'm not to be standed it. Um, I, I don't know why I agreed to do this ever. I don't know. I and don't we're know. now eight episodes in, so you're locked in. You yeah. know, contracts uh-huh. done, NDAs are signed. You can't go anywhere. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Can't. You're an exclusive performer. We have a 90 day non compete clause. So if you shouldn't leave, <laughs> you can't. You can't go do no podcast like Andrade did and be spilling tea in Spanish. You can't do that. No, listen, wasn't, wasn't he spilling? <laughs> wasn't he spilling? Dude, okay, so I guess we... Uh, fuck Raw for a second, guys. We're going we're gonna to yes. dive into the mess. Fuck it all the way. Like, no loop. Just Because we... We, <laughs> we, we got to get into the mess <laughs> for a second. I'm going to do a, a quick recap of the interview. You correct me if I'm wrong. Biggest takeaway was this. Mm-hmm. WWE... Allegedly, word on the street, quiet as it's kept. You ain't heard this from me, but told Charlotte Flair that she was with child and proceeded to then remove her from any subsequent collateral related to programming, a program, and or WrestleMania. I don't even... I'm confused in so many ways about that because at the same time saying that she possibly had COVID and that was the write-off. You know, that was why she wasn't going to be home and why she subsequently may not make WrestleMania. Okay, that can kind of, I can kind of jive with that because if y'all cared, which you don't, if you cared, it doesn't give you much time to book anything with her considering that we're so close to the actual event and, Um, it wouldn't give time to run a decent program. Not that that's matter for the rest of your actual programs, but I can see where, you know, you can't lay any train tracks down um, with her maybe having only a week and a half on the product before the actual big event. I kind of can get, I kind of can get that. It was shaky when it happened because when the announcement happened, it was whenever Rhea was going on, it was whenever Andrade got released and it was a lot of things and then they kind of tied his release to him having COVID because he had asked for the release. And then according to that interview, he got the release the following week after telling them he had COVID. And while he had COVID, allegedly, that was whenever they granted the release. So it was kind of like a punishment kind of a thing. But or I I don't I don't know 
Real, what do I take away from any of this? I, I, I have no idea because it, it's so weird to say that she had COVID. It, the timing of it all is just ridiculous. Andrade asks for his release. Um, he gets denied. Then he gets um, the release granted. And then Charlotte out of nowhere says, hey, I have COVID. And then an hour later, Rhea says it in a promo. And that means she's completely out of WrestleMania with three and a half weeks to go. That just doesn't, it doesn't line up with how they've handled people who've contracted COVID during a story before. Um, They step away for two weeks, come back, plug right back into where they are. And then this nonsense about the pregnancy come out. My, My question is, if her HCG or HGC level, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know, HGC levels, <laughs> whatever, um, were high in that um, point into pregnancy. Was it not a pregnancy test done? Was, there, was it not a retest? Or re- like, y'all just jumped at, oh, yeah, she's pregnant, got to go home, write her out. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Not to me. Well, it makes no sense considering how we've seen them handle other pregnancies. Um, as women in this sport kind of evolve their space agency and like their tenure in the business, we're starting to see how they navigate around people creating families and specifically for women who have to bear the child. So we're, we're seeing where like, you know, Becky Lynch's was like a whole thing. Even Lacey got to do it on air. So you mean to tell me you were just going to let her slide away for nine months to you know, a year and a half, and it wasn't going to be nothing said. Like, it was just going to be like, oh, yeah, she got pregnant. Your uh, titch- hell, even, like, even your Karma got to get on TV and do it. Yeah, yeah. And so you mean to tell me your biggest, male or female, one of your biggest stars, this is, what's, uh-uh, this just reeks of retaliation. It reeks yeah, of... Yeah, like, you're pregnant, go home, no TV time, no, no, What? Yeah, huh? it, it, it's not adding. It's not mathing. It's uh, I've literally got equations floating around my face right now. Um, none of it makes any kind of a sense. Like just, and not even that. Like, you would think before you go tell someone else that they're pregnant, that you would, you know, like verify that in some other way yourself, test it in some other way, you know, like in every method and way possible to confirm this thing before ipso facto saying, oh, she's pregnant, take her off off of WrestleMania, off the card. Scrub her. Yeah, and to that, go as far as scrub her from collateral delete. and everything. Like, like control, yeah. off, delete. Charlotte who? Like, never heard of her. Like, I don't understand. Like, they just literally, it makes, and, I, and what's crazier is it's offensive in a way because you can't really pull that with the men. And I don't want to, we talked about this last week, I don't want to see her in an odd space because she is navigating and politicking the way that the men do. And you can't call Roman Reigns and say, you know, hey, bitch, stay home, you're pregnant. You, you can't pull that card with the men. And, and I mean, and I get to some degree anatomically, like you can't, you know, I get why you can't pull that card with the men. I'm not being obtuse here. But what I'm saying is like, I feel like the COVID play was enough. Leave it there. Leave it there. Y'all figure out on the back end what y'all issues are with each other. Hash it out, and we'll see her at, uh, you know, whatever, No Mercy or whatever fucking car payback is, whatever's after WrestleMania. Y'all figure that shit out on the back end. But to go as far as to tell, tell someone something like that and to have made decisions 
that imply you knew before she even knew and you elected to do things in a way and remedying them in a way without even involving the talent, you know, like she has a choice in, in, in whether or not she wants to carry a child. You know, I'm sure as a couple, they may consult about it. Like it's just so many different things that it negates in regards to a woman's body. And I hate to make this a deep thing. I really, I really hate to make it a deep thing, but it's, it's just a really strange card to pull. Um, especially because it's one that can be verified. Which is she's not just anybody. Like we're talking about Charlotte Flair, who was about to be in one of the main title matches of WrestleMania. And it's just all so weird. And like, you jump from all oh, her levels are high. She's pregnant to go home. Nothing will just replace you with a debut and Rhea Rip. Like, and, that, and, that, and then when you found out she was not pregnant, from last week, right? Like whenever right. you found out she wasn't pregnant, then what? Then you were like, oh, then what? Oh, well, yeah. So how was she, she not plugged back in? Yeah, how was she not plugged back in? Why was why, she, why so, she not back on Raw? You know. Why was she summarily siphoned out? Like whenever you when because you like and, and the thing about it is is like whoever this doctor is, he couldn't make the all these calls on his own. The doctor well, couldn't make not, all these calls not. on his own, let alone have the graphic team do this, have this and that. Like like this was a this was a concerted effort to remove to abscond her presence from the WrestleMania card. Like this and was not retaliation. just the doctor, the creative team as well. No, no, I mean like they, this goes up the ladder. Are, like this, this this did not yeah. happen without everyone knowing that this was happening. And you know, probably while knowing this makes literally zero sense to do. Right. You're not changing a title match at WrestleMania a few weeks out. You're not taking one of the biggest stars of the company off WrestleMania without Stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah, from the top. From as high as you can go. From the top. It just you know, doesn't. Like, none of this makes any sense. And uh, like you said, it reeks of retaliation. It. I in in my conspiracy theory mind, what happened is they denied Andrade his um his release and his superstar girlfriend, fiance, whatever the case may be pulled some strings and used her power just like the men always do to make her man at home happy, to make her household happy because clearly he was miserable there to walk away from a $3 million contract. That's at this point, passive income. You've got to be miserable in your space to want to walk away from that during these times, especially so I can absolutely see her using her, her political power to make sure her household is happy and secure, which the men do all the time. Right. They wield this power all the time, right? With, with without. How many guys didn't want to do? Uh, remember when the guys didn't want to do Saudi? Remember, you know, Cena pulled mm-hmm. out of Saudi. Daniel Bryan pulled out of Saudi. Like a lot yeah, of yeah, Daniel boys, Bryan ended up getting the WWE title right after that. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like he yeah, won the WWE championship after that. Yeah. So I mean, I don't understand like you making a call that, and I guess I mean, those are. I mean, this is someone asking for the, the for their release. So I get that it's a bit deeper than missing a show because you're missing a show, but you're still 
you know, um, an employee of that company. But I guess them wanting, but I mean, but I don't understand where you don't, where you, that's what I'm ready to say. I don't understand where you are so apprehensive about losing this person as an asset, but you weren't using them as an asset. Right, you're not using, you're not doing shit with him. So at, the the denial of the request is strictly, oh, we want to keep you locked down, doing nothing when you want to wrestle because we don't want you going elsewhere. Get like, Come on. Like, I understand it to a certain point, but then when someone gets their release to retaliate against their significant other who who is... A superstar, Charlotte. I don't care how people feel about Charlotte. The stats, the facts are there. She is a ratings bump. Even outside of wrestling, she gave Stone Cold Show the highest ratings of the season. I'm not sure if it was of the entire show period, but of the season, Charlotte gave him his highest rating. NXT was bumped by several um, thousand viewers when she appeared on her for her segments. She is... A proven commodity, regardless of how you feel about her. She's your queen to be, a queen to be forever. And you retaliate against her for uh, for what? Well, that's what's even crazier is like you lost them. You lost someone you booked as a mid carter. Why is it worth all of this? Why are we? Why is anyone getting punished right now? Yeah, you, Mick Carter you, a year ago because he hasn't been on TV for half a year at this point. You weren't using him, so I don't even understand. Like I think even what he was saying because some of it kind of got miscued in the thread that I was reading about the interview. But yeah, um, it lost in translation. A lot of it did, but it was. Uh, he was even saying that he was back and had been back and had been cleared. I guess unbeknownst to Triple H for some time. So like. His interview, what I was able to glean from it, created even more of a delineation in their operations than what I feel like we get on TV. Because there's a clear delineation. We always discuss it. We discuss NXT, how it's under this corporate banner is um, is unbeknownst to us. We discussed with SmackDown being on, on par and on the same level with Raw, how it feels like a different program. And then Raw just being the, an absolute shit fest. And then you hear someone that's leaving the company... That's still kind of trying to stay in their good graces because his girl works there. And it's, it's just kind of spitting facts as facts are. And it, it's like, damn, like this really is, you know, like the, the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing kind of a situation. Like it truly, truly is this. Um, because for them not to know that, you know, talent is back on the roster or that this the net is going on or that like. It's just some things that I wouldn't want to be caught off guard by if I was an executive there, and I feel like this is. I just get. It's I just got a clear. You said what now? It's giving hostage because if I am unhappy here, at, you won't let me go, but you also have no plans for me and won't use me. And according to Andrade, this is all according to Andrade. Um, obviously, there's two sides to every story, but he. You know, he's the only side that we have, so we have to go on what he's saying right now. Um, he was pitching ideas and trying to get back on TV. So, like, you want me to just remain here unhappy as a hostage? Like, what kind of what kind of bullshit is this? In my peak physical years, like in the in the in the height of my career, you know, like you know, and not even I feel like Russians have like a couple of drives. Like they have that 
They have that learning curve, that green curve. They have when they finally kind of find their thing. Then they have that space where they excel at that thing. Then they throttle back, learn a different style, adapt, kind of hit that veteran space where they get that second wind and just have a different knowledge of the ring. He's in that the space before that where he's just still young and can do all the carrying on in that ring and show out night in, night out. Um, he's in his peak, and I wouldn't want to spend my peak or the beginning of my peak somewhere where that cannot be highlighted. And um, and the fact that he didn't even try to go back to NXT, the fact that it was like, just get me out. But he made a very good point in his interview as well, too, being that he's been wrestling for the bulk of his life, um, even to be so young, he's been wrestling, he's a, he's a vet at this point, and he hadn't had four consecutive months off in his professional life. So I kind of get it. It's kind of like, oh, wait, like there's life outside of this. My body's healing up. I'm walking different. I'm hitting the, I'm hitting this different, you know, like, yeah. And so to come back and willfully put your body through that, through the grinder like that, I would need for it to be for some reasons. I would need to be getting up, coming to this arena to do more than just sit back here in the back. I would. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he loves wrestling. Those those Lucha, Lucha Libre um, stars love wrestling. They wrestle so much. And the reason that they get paid so much um, to get lured out of Mexico is because they get so much money in Lucha Libre. They wrestle so much. They work and perform so much. They are superstars down there. So it's not easy to lure a Lucha Libre star away from Mexico. Um so to walk away from a three million dollar contract during a pandemic, it's just it is it is very telling, it especially it when you values. have to consider your significant other that you live with also works at that company and has a very high standing that you don't want to um, jeopardize as well. Yeah, it's very telling that you want to walk away from that. And again, we. You know, we're kind of being conspiracy theorists here, but I mean, one plus one plus one equals three. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, the pregnancy thing just feels so lazy. It just feels so like. And shady. It does. It, it's, it's almost like if I was like, um, yeah, real can't make it to work today. He was uh, stuck in a drive by. You know, he's black, right? Like, <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like, you know, oh, you know, he got caught something drugs, you know. Oh, he's at a BLM. Yeah. He's at a BLM march. Like, you know, like it just feels like, oh, you know, she's pregnant, you know. Oh, yeah, that's what, like, and not even that, like, to make moves based off of false intel. Like oh, you did yeah. nothing to confirm this. You didn't do a retest. I worked in a for the peek behind the curtain. I I come from a medical um, background. You know, I, I I'm not there now, but I come from a medical <laughs> background. I've worked <laughs> in many a hospital. I have <laughs> I have coordinated many a hospital unit. Okay, a full unit, nurses, right. doctors, whatever. Right. So I know very well that. Tests, blood work, all that. When something, when it, when it, when it tells you something, you retest and retest it. Mm-hmm. Even if you already, so quote unquote, spill the beans and you know tell the patient this and the third, there are retests done, especially with something like a pregnancy. Yeah, especially before I, it, you. It make, doesn't make sense to me. Especially before you start reshaping your card, which also lets us know how unshaped the card was. I mean, like, like if your card was truly right. shaped, 
you wouldn't be just haphazardly removing people from the card if it was remotely shaped. You would be like fact-checking, fact-finding, confirming, double-confirming, blood tests, molecule tests, bring me bring me a, you know, a sample of her hair, some a skin graft, some bones. I need um, some Charlotte skin. Flair. <laughs> right. No disrespect at yeah. all to her, but we're not talking about Liv Morgan here, who, you know, at this point... Is, is a titular no star on, in that yeah. roster. Yeah, it right. is what it and is. that's a shame as well because you know she she could should be. be being used better. Yeah. Um, could and should. But uh, think about your job as people. Um, actually, we need to just speak to the women because, we, like you said earlier, you can't do that to the men. Think about your job. Your you have to get a blood test for whatever reason. You know, a COVID test. You give blood to get to, for a COVID test or antibody test, whatever. Now, you know, and at your job, and then. Two days later, they come to you and be like, hey, you're pregnant. You got to leave because you say you work at an Amazon um, factory and you do, you know, physical labor. You can't do it. You got to go home and you go home. And because you can't really argue, that's the thing. That's why they use, you know, the pregnancy right in my head, because you can't really argue against that. You can't be physical in the ring until you find pregnant. your womb is and then, <laughs> Right. And then you go home. And you find out you're not. How pissed are you going to be? It, it, you might say, oh, I got two days off work. But what if you didn't get paid for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, th- not saying Charlotte didn't get paid. She's on a guaranteed contract. Obviously, she has a downside. But imagine they sent you home from work and you find out you're actually not pregnant. And then they keep you home from work after that and like no um yeah i know you were up for this promotion and blah, 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 and we sent you home on a, on a false positive pregnancy test but yeah you can stay home where you know you're not gonna you're not gonna apply you know you're not gonna be able to apply for this bonus or this promotion anyway even though we gave you wrong it just none of it makes sense I know that was a lot. I just, but just imagine, right? That I'm with none you. of it makes uh, any it, sense. It, it, it literally, it, just, and it's also like on top of everything else, not making sense. Like I was even thinking the other day, I was like, "Why are we going to this again?" And I, <laughs> I was like, oh. "And it, it's 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 us. It's fellowship. It's a WrestleMania. We want to be out. I get it." Um, but at this point, sans some of the card, and I would, and this is not meant to be disrespect to the performers in the least bit. But I think right. to some degree they would even agree this, especially after not having a crowd for almost a calendar year. We are part of that experience. And at this point, I'm just going because we are WrestleMania. <laughs> this, I'm just Absolutely. Going, that's the only reason I'm going right now because the, the performers, as amazing as they are, this card is, is, is telling the least amount of story of a WrestleMania card suck. in a long time. In a long the time, stories so, suck. So here's the thing about that. So first or, off, are just non-existent. First off, and I hate—I don't hate—but we normally record, guys. As we told you, we record after uh, Raw. So um, it's Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning this time, but it's after Raw. If we recorded after SmackDown, it probably would be a whole different podcast. <laughs> uh, probably, probably. But we, but we record after Raw, and we're we're normally left with like. Either like the shit taste in your mouth, you know, like you're making out and you, you know, you lick an armpit on accident. And it's like, no, oh, I didn't mean to do that. You know, raw was terrible. Why? Why are we breaking up all the stables that we have 
weeks before. Why? 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 Weeks before the the series season finale, you know, pay per view that we have, where you could end those things, where you could summarily conclude those storylines. Why are we breaking those factions up now? Why are we breaking up one of the most dominant factions we've had in some time? One of the most dominant, one of the best, one of the most well-booked. It's just, why can't stables stay together for any amount of fucking time? Like, why can't you let things play out, marinate? Like, what was the reason to break up the fucking Hurt Business? We broke up Retribution the week before. And not that I don't really and, care and about retribution. I, 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 I get that. But breaking up, we're breaking up stables again. The same way we were breaking up tag teams all of last year. I'm just asking why. And I'm and I'm why? asking why on top of that, because you break up retribution and there's like zero follow-up this week on them breaking up or what they're doing now. You know what would have been dope? What would have been really dope if they if they kicked Ali out and they came back this week and me and Yim was running fucking retribution. It's it's a whole new ball game right now. It's a whole new ball mm-hmm. game. We're taking these masks off. This is who I am. This is my clique. And this is how we moving going forward. Like Wait, that would have been like, oh, that would have been like, okay, a little reset. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind. Let's take that back. This is my what? I said, what I said, my clique, my unit, what I had said. Oh, click. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know if Raw turned into black. <laughs> or I don't know, <laughs> bang bust. I don't know what you well, were giving. It was giving a war zone, a little Val Venus, hello ladies. <laughs> Come on, this is my clip. Like that would have been like, oh, oh okay. So um, back to y'all being bored. Look, let's call Peacock and get this scrub. We're gonna get this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get right to censor in here to get this together. But um, yeah, it was just so much that could have happened that you could use to tie up the fact that this was a failed angle from the beginning. So, like, them coming out this week, unmasked, this is my name. Don't forget it. Like, a reintroduction, and this is my stable, and I'm running it going forward. And we and, and let's love on the new management. We're doing some new things, this, you know, this this here going forward. Then, I mean, just anything, and you got Ali, like, we only saw him show up, to, you know, to challenge, um, what was it, they challenged, they challenged Bobby after Ricochet got kicked into next week? No, McIntyre. Um, yeah, they came out to do that whole thing. Um, you guys spoiled me in the group chat because I didn't watch Raw as it was happening. I watched it probably an hour or two after. But when somebody had said, you know, would have been ma- uh, been amazing if Brock took up the offer and took out McIntyre going. But we know we know we're not taking out McIntyre as close to Mania. But it just goes to it goes to show like every idea that someone just spitballs is normally infinitely better than the actual ideas of what they're doing. Um. As far as retribution, like there was, there was really no care in me, and it's and has nothing to do, like you said earlier, with the performers. Retribution has not even been running in place; they have been running backwards for quite some time. They were going nowhere; it was moving nowhere. It's it's just like they're they were just there every week, just to wrestle. It was whatever. Mm-hmm. The hurt business was moving forward it was going places it gave Mm -hmm. two very talented individuals something to do like a a concrete storyline to be a part of 
it was moving forward. Mm-hmm. Why the hell did you break them up? They were already pissing us off when they were running this whole Cedric um, is having issues with everybody and her business, especially his taxing partner. Like that was coming out of nowhere. Like, okay, it's way too early for the, like, what is, what is going on? Dissension. And completely y'all, dropped y'all are that. riding high right now. Like, right. They, they should be zero dissension. We were fine. We were fine. They, they were, they was running shit. They was looking like a black team angle out there with all them belts and MVP running them. Like, and and uh, why and, and help me out. I get we wanted New Day at WrestleMania. I I, I kind of get that, but I prefer to have people in captivating feuds to begin with. Um, had they kept the belts, it would have been a lot more entertaining to me because there's no it was no reason to take the belts off of the Hurt Business to then put them on the New Day. Um, you just subbed out two black faces for two more. I would well, have really... Just, I, 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 well, but I think it, it would have been more of a thing if now everyone is descending onto the Hurt Business to get these belts. Because every few we have isn't face heel necessarily. Mm-hmm. So we, no, didn't have to, we didn't have to have that. It could have been this thing where they've got all the gold. And we want this gold. And so I would have been more interested to see the Hurt Business going into WrestleMania, having to fend off AJ and, and, and almost or, or or them and the New Day in a triple threat. You know, I would much rather have seen that than just it, it, everything's running in place right now. And, it's, and like I said last week, autopilot isn't even a word no more because even if a feud is going well, it's going to get interrupted by having to go out there and point at the sign. It's going to get interrupted by the general campiness oh, that proceeds or you know mania <laughs> so yeah the the general campiness of like wrestlemania like it's 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 overwhelming at this point like it, it doesn't even matter what's going on it's just like it's mania and like i feel like things start to get either like watered down or just unnecessarily formulaic and like we've done enough wrestlemania is now to where we can still maintain some of the nuance and some of the, you know, like thinner layers of, of storytelling can be packed in there. Like we could do something different now. And um, it's just it's just super weird. Like nothing, nothing. And I know we say every other week, nothing of consequence happened on Raw. But nothing even happened that made me excited to see remotely anything on their half of the car. Not a singular thing happened on their side of the car that made me go, Okay. Okay. You remember when I think it was eighteen when you had two world class performers who gonna kill it, Ken Gillett, whatever, and Edge and Booker T, but they were feuding over a shampoo. <laughs> That's. It, I feel like we have a bunch of that right now because Ooh. let's run down. Let's run down the list. Let's start with. The one that doesn't even have a fucking story, um, Oscar and Rhea, right? And to create one, we're doing exactly what we were just doing over on SmackDown with Bianca and Sasha, and having them next week fight the tag team champions to create dissension between them in a match. And this is a week before. And so, so now, there, there's that. so now, your most dominant, two of your most dominant women across all divisions are being used as fucking subplot devices. To further things because you all don't know how to fucking write. Continue. So there's that. Mm-hmm. 
Then we got Braun and Shane are um, feuding because Shane called him stupid. Childish. Sophomore. That's th- that. That's what the, that's about. Um, we have the tag team titles over on Raw um, being defended against a team that's never wrestled together, one who's never wrestled, period. And we're just supposed to be into this and wanting to see this match because almost is a big guy. I'm sorry. That's that's kind of what you gave me with Giant Gonzalez and Great Khali. Just because they're big, I want to see them. Nope. You're not getting me that way. I have no idea what this man can do. He might get in there and fuck it up. But I'm not invested in this at all because you've given me no reason to be invested. Because make no mistake about it, this match is all about almost. You know, what oh, I'm totally. the, the story is almost as wrestling because they're running fucking game nights. And I love me a good game night. Trust and believe. But they're running fucking game nights on Raw to further this story. Well, and that's supposed to make you want your game nights to are a see bit almost more, wrestle. Your game nights are a little hey, bit more hey, legendary. First of all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> you and my business, don't do that. <laughs> so um, and then we get so then we also because, supposed to get Riddle uh, supposed to get uh, Matt Riddle and Sheamus. Wait, did you see the weird thing with Riddle talking to Oscar? Did you? Did anyone catch that? But me, Oscar was confused too. <laughs> I had no idea. What we, my face was Oscar's face was my face because Oscar was giving old which just happened. Um, and I understand that kind of the, the. It's just like. Yeah, that's that's kind of how this seg- segment left um, us too. We were like, because okay, he literally said, okay. he literally says, I forgot what I was getting ready to say, and just like 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 breaks like fuck the fourth wall, breaks the fourth, fifth, the house, the roof, the foundation, and just walks off. I was like, uh, uh, this is so bad. We can't even remember what we're supposed. To. And like, it's bad when the character that's like a nonsensical pothead can't remember what nonsensical bullshit he was getting ready to say. Like you could just wing it. And say anything, and it's gonna fit your character. And he was still just like, "Fuck it." Either way, him and Sheamus, we're supposed to probably get that at Mania. Although we just got it on Raw, and Sheamus won. Why do I? Yeah, yeah, but they had to run that because why is Sheamus getting the U.S. title <laughs> match? The man just had two to three high, three high profile, ah, easy for me to say, high profile losses on pay per view, and then the night after, way he was like, sunned. By McIntyre and then Lashley, like so. Why is he in the top? Like, why is he getting? So they had to run that he beat the U.S. champion. Um, so he's getting a title shot. Whatever. I guess that's the story. Um, and I'm sure that we'll get. Just I'm sure ass. that we'll get a women's tag match of some sort. The fact that there is not one on the card as of now, and we are literally ten days out. One of them is also yet, a two-time uh, NXT champion. The other let, one who's let, a raw women, former raw, raw women's champion. Yeah, these women have been on a tear all fucking year. What, what tag teams are there? <laughs> well, there are you. You, you have oh, tag who teams. deserves a tag title shot? But they keep giving tag I, title I, I shots. Know, but who deserves a tag title shot? One does, but they exactly. keep they keep giving them because they keep giving them to other champions and top contenders. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So like it just it we're, we're literally ten days out. And your most dominant team, and, and even if champions outside of that, have no match on this card whatsoever. And you're going to spend next week putting them in a feud with the number one contender and the women's champion. 
And I think next week is the go is next was next week the go home world. It, it is the go home show. Jesus yes, it's the go home H world. Christ. Yes, yes. That's what my big problem was. There is no time at all to make any type of compelling story between Rhea and Asuka because there's zero history there and there's zero record of Rhea on Raw as a full time Raw roster member and. So you have to run exactly what you were running on SmackDown between Bianca and Sasha, but you only have two shows to do it. And and now you you wasted one and now you got one. It's just whatever, right? Ugh. So then we move on to the WWE title but match. Hold on, before you get there, yeah. Rhea threw a fucking uh-huh. church banquet table in the Oscar's head and it's just laid there. Like it, it like they, they the way that they be sunning Oscar is literally like I, it's otherworldly to me, but either way, what's 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 the next match you want? Because we only got one match that makes any sense on the Raw side. What 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 match are you getting ready to bring up? Which match is that? The only match that makes any sense is the Fiend and Randy. But now the bar is so okay. fucking high for that match. Somebody has to die. Uh well, Alexa Bliss <laughs> literally said. <laughs> She literally said that Randy Orton is going to die. She did say that. So she said the they're going to give you what you just the asked. Killed her she said he's going to die. So now, again, we reach we reach a a moment where you set these expectations, these impossible to reach expectations. So. Whatever. Um, I, I was going to go to the WWE title match. So we have this bounty on Drew McIntyre's head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let that marinate for just <laughs> three seconds before I get to the point. <laughs> A bounty on Drew McIntyre's head from Bobby Lashley, who is the CEO or CHO of the Hurt business rob what was the point of the hurt business what what, what was to hurt. what was the premise of them getting together to hurt people and they were pretty much hired guns to do so so basically they collected bounties yes essentially so you have the chief hurt officer of the group that collects bounties put a bounty on someone's head and then dismantle the group that he has that collects said bounties. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, seriously, am I thinking too much? Or like, do <laughs> I just think too much for these uh, for, to be a wrestling I, I think, fan? Because I think, it I think, I think thinking at a bare minimum, I think thinking at all, I think the synapses firing at all is probably more thought than goes into I think thinking at a baseline is already putting you higher than what they're doing on, on creative or what, what the end product is because you know what you know what it probably is somebody on creative that's just like bitch what the fuck like what is that like, it, it has to be there, there's someone on creative there's probably a couple of someone's on creative that are that like go home and just rub their temples and 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 like look at their gun and just like think about it a couple times because it's like it, it's yeah it's it's absolutely insane. It's, it's absolutely insane that you it's would that you would let go of your left and right hand in this situation to then go find somebody else to fill the job. 
It just doesn't. It doesn't. Never mind the fact. That never mind the fact that it goes against everything they've been building Bobby Lashley to for the past couple of months. A monster who can do it on his own. Destroy. Like, why is he needing a bouncy? On why is he all of a sudden scared of Drew McIntyre? Okay, whatever. Right. He literally just collected a bouncy at the last pay per view or the preview previous, on Drew McIntyre, that same man. He collected a bounty on his ass and whooped his ass himself. So why does he need this? Let's put that aside, right? So maybe you can write this off and saying it makes sense because, you know, Cedric and Shelton didn't get the job done last week. That wasn't a fucking match. He's not asking people to collect money by having a match with Drew McIntyre. He wants them to take him out. Which is so weird because His part of the Baron Corbin of, coming in, which is just which was just so stupid. But part of the and, other and issue, doing that, hold on, right? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, um, hence Baron Corbin coming in and attacking him. So then failing to defeat Drew McIntyre in the match doesn't even matter in this case. He's asking people to take him take him out. So, are y'all not wrestling fans? Were y'all not paying attention? To what was going on? There have been bounties on people's head before. Like there, there's things you can do. You can attack him backstage with weapons, or you can do what you know the cerebral assassin did and hire a Samoan to run him over with the car. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, there's things to be done here. It's I just uh, it, it's it, and what's even crazier is part of the I'm part tired. of the, part I'm of really the, really tired. <laughs> part of the dissension that started some weeks ago was that Bobby could do this on his own and didn't need them at ringside. So how do you go from not needing your two your you. two vetted right and left hand, you know, your two people at the ringside with you, your hired henchmen, how do you go from not needing them at ringside that you can do it on your own to needing the entirety of the locker room? And see, you were mad at them for helping you because you're such a badass, you don't need the help. And now you're looking for help against someone whose ass you whooped at Elimination Chamber. I, and then what I don't like for is, is that I feel like where this is getting ready to go is that Shelton and or Cedric is going to cost him a mania. Oh, he's losing the title of Mania 100%. I'm going to hate it. Um, again, like we said before, this is Drew's moment. He got His moment was stolen from him last year because of the pandemic. And I totally get it. But I just hate that it's coming at the expense of Bobby Lashley finally being WWE champion and being on this super role that's already started to fade because now it, it just doesn't compete with what we've seen from Bobby Lashley leading up to this this title win. And now you put a bouncy on a face a baby face's head and that equals nothing but the baby face overcoming said bouncy and winning in the end. That's what that leads to. So he's 120% losing the title at WrestleMania. This is <laughs> such a dud. <laughs> that was my iron sheets. <laughs> This is such a dud, man. This is such a dud. That like, I mean, and and what makes it even more of a dud is that like I'm not even jazzed to see it. Like I like I'm not, I guess literally outside of the Fiend and Bray Wyatt, there is zero on the raw side that I give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. on the flip side of that. Thank God for SmackDown. Thank, I mean, like <laughs> if this is their this is their situation. So 
on the SmackDown. Now, here's the other thing. I'm sure. I guess if we have enough people left, we'll have the Women's Battle Royal. I guess if people are, are not in catering, we'll have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I'm sure that the women's tag titles will somehow end up on this show. Um, and it's sad that they'll get sandwiched in out of nowhere and Shayna and, and Nia lose to some team that, that while there are formidable teams, like we already said, there's no team that deserves it. And there's no team that has any kind of a push behind them that winning titles is going to really be of any consequence. It's going to be, okay, great. They get titles. Um, so I believe those things will happen. Um, we totally skipped over Bad Bunny versus Miz, and I know then we can stay skipping. Um, we can, but uh, we will. There does need to be an honorable mention for that punch that Bad Bunny threw. My <laughs> man needs to learn how to throw a working punch because he knocked the shit out of the Miz. <laughs> so damn on the SmackDown side, and here's the thing about this. SmackDown kind of sort of pulled an NXT in a way that they kind of reverted back to or relied on some things that are individually booked well or or we know we're going to get a good match or they have some kind of a history. So let's start at the bottom of that pile. For me, the bottom of that pile I'm going to say the bottom of that pile for me is honestly Big E versus Apollo. I'm not as excited about that. Um, well, we've e seen it 33 times already. That's probably why I'm not excited about it. Um, coming to Cruise, coming to America, Cruise, whatever we want to call him at this moment. Uh, I'm not really... It's it's strange. Um, I can't say that's refreshing. I'm happy he's got something different. But um, it's... It's a little odd as of right now for me, but cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie as a singles competitor is just still, it's not as bruising as it needs to be for me. That's kind of where I, I have the the big man argument. And unlike a Keith Lee, he's not even doing anything to kind of balance that in regards to presentation. It's just kind of like he's still kind of tweaking this thing, still kind of finding his stride as a solo, a solo wrestler. And it's just, I don't know. It's not, uh, what was it? He fought him the other day. He beat the dog shit out of him uh, the beginning half of the match, and uh, I was kind of enjoying it a little bit. But it, I don't know. They they they've been working this feud for a while. I at least give them some extra credit because they've been working this feud for a while, and it has some story to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the tick up from there is probably Seth and Cesaro because those are two world class workers, and I know that this is a part mm-hmm. of getting Cesaro his rub, and I know that they're going to go in there and they're going to fucking fight. Okay, and that leads me to the next set. I don't give a fuck if this falls out of the sky on a random Tuesday at like 3.47 p.m. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to fucking fight. Give it to me. You ain't got to have Inject no fucking into reason. My vein. That is like Peter Griffin and the fucking chicken. I don't give a fuck what the reason is. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's over a fucking snow cone. Um, I didn't get the change back from whenever you used that 20 I gave you. I don't give a shit what reason we got to get to a Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens fight. I know it's going to be a good fucking time. So, like, I tweeted, good luck and Godspeed <laughs> to whomever has to follow Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Because give them give them in 15 minutes and it's a wrap. I mean, no title in sight. 
Um, ain't nothing but the fact that we know that these two are the best of friends and the worst of enemies, and it's getting ready to be a fucking to borrow a term, a slobber knocker. Them two gonna knock the shit out of each other, and I'm excited about it's it. So much history there. It's so, so much, much history, history that there. they can you can drop my coffee and now it's giving blood for you because I already <laughs> hate you and you hate me. I was just looking for an excuse to punch you in the face and to fight you. So I mean, it that when you have that much equity built mm-hmm. between two people you can pretty much do whatever oh, and yeah. this was as simple as sammy saying hey let's get back together and do something <laughs> and kevin was like eh, not really and feeling it kicked, and was like fine i'm gonna kick you in the face, face completely <laughs> off. he kicked his face That's he it. kicked his face to the cwc he kicked his whole head right. completely off i was like golly um, yeah. There, okay. Cool. So I'm gonna kick you in the face. Then. There's so much built up animus between those two that it it, it definitely um is is a good time. Sasha and Bianca. I love the very pedestrian round the way black girl back and forth that this is giving. Mm-hmm. I love everything about it. I love everything. It's it's not overdone. It's not overbaked. It's just simply a matter of like shit talking and who's the best. Um, loving it. Hold on, real quick. Pause there. My favorite part going into Sasha versus Bianca is that I have zero idea who was going to win because there is a great case for both. Because Sasha is still smack dab in the middle of her prime, and she's never won at WrestleMania. So, mm. and she hasn't had the title that long. Mm-hmm. So there's all of that. But then there's, you have this rising star that you need to strap this rocket to and a WrestleMania title shot and win against one of the best women on the roster will do just that because she is somebody who, when she gets there, it needs to happen. Yeah. <sighs> it, it's, so who's going to win? It's given NXT takeover because anyone can win. Yeah, and there's a great case for either. Yeah, to win. That's a good I, match. I That's the it. makings of a good fucking match. And to be honest, going back down the SmackDown side of the card, that kind of is the move for every match so far. Mm-hmm. That kind of is the move for all the SmackDown matches. Is that it could go either way, and I'm sure we'll get a fatal four way for the tag tag title. As we've said, they haven't announced that yet, but I'm sure that we'll get that um, with the Prophets, Dirty Dogs, Alpha Academy, and uh, Tag Back Season, and the Mysterios. Um, and so then, <laughs> um, so now we're at the main event, uh, the Universal Title match, and it's cooking. It's on the stove. It's cooking. It smells good. Um, the addition of Daniel Bryan, as we call it, you know, as we saw that coming. Um, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And I, but I would, but I like, like you, like you said last week, you spoiled me last week, and you said that they should add Jay Uso, and there is the perfect setup for that. There's the perfect setup for yeah. that. And I still feel like now that I have that possibility swimming around in my head. I don't want to see anything else. I will. I'm, I'm going to be fine regardless, but I would love to see that happen because now, now, as you said, with that whole side of the card where anybody can walk out with whatever that makes that adds an, a, a whole new spin and a whole new element. And we haven't had a fatal four way for a major title in, in a while at a WrestleMania as well. Um, 
I remember what was it, WrestleMania 2000 when all the McMahons back somebody different. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a clusterfuck. But I trust that because sometimes there are very few triple threats that are booked well. Um, I think Sean, Benoit, and Triple H had a really good win, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and I can call out like the very, very few um, awesomely booked triple threats because a lot of times what happens in a triple threat is the same things that happen at like Survivor Series or um, when you involve the 24-7 title, people all of a sudden just start getting pinned off the randomest things or they stay down off the randomest things for way too long. I feel like if you get four people in there, you can disperse your time in a way that's a little bit more like realistic because otherwise a third person is just overselling something that in a regular match they'd be up from. Right. The, the basic formula of a triple threat match is one person lay out while there's a one-on-one match going on in the ring and then switch. That, right. That's the basic formula. Right. So, um, I, I got I to gotta say this about this triple threat match. If it doesn't become a fatal four-way, I'll say this. They, the, the performances from all three involved has now gotten me into this match as to where I wasn't before. Because now you have my favorite dynamic for a triple threat match. And honestly, it's the only dynamic that ever should exist in a triple threat match. You have a clear-cut heel mm-hmm. in Roman Reigns. You have a clear-cut baby and face in Daniel Bryan. And then yep. you have somebody riding the middle on both sides in Edge. And this Edge is the best type of Edge. Yes, so now I'm clocked in. So yeah, so so with that with that being said, still yeah, that that that's why I like that. It's like I said, it's cooking it, the aroma. It's aromatic. I'm smelling it. It smells like chopped mm-hmm. onions and bell peppers. It's giving me fajita. I don't know if you're gonna make an omelet or spaghetti, but I'm ready. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like if you add, <laughs> that was off the top of my head. If you add um, Jay Uso, I think what that does then to that same formula is face heel tweener wild card. Yeah, and I love that. I love just three former world champions. One person that on paper shouldn't even be in this match, but he's earned it. And um, and just him haphazardly walking out with that title would just have me on the edge of my seat the entire match. Like, are they really going to pull this trigger and put this shit on Jay Uso? Like, I'm going to gag because his Jay Uso, he damn sure deserves a spot on the WrestleMania card. And if it's not in the main event. Then where is it? Because what is he? Is he not going to perform WrestleMania? Yeah, like that's bullshit. Because that my man bullshit. has been killing it. That is complete bullshit. And unless unless it. the brother is ready, unless Jimmy is ready, and they fin- and they finesse their way into the tag titles and walk out with those out of nowhere, um, but that feels like a consolation to some degree, right? I was going to say have him winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but that also feels like a consolation because that also means Jack and shit, you know. But if but yeah, but like yeah, second runner up is to me is definitely uh, his brother being healed up, ready, and they snatched him tag titles and began and bring some relevancy back to the division. Um, that wouldn't hurt me too much in them, you know, them flanking Roman and all, you know, all the belts and whatnot. And then them getting thrown from ringside at some point, you know, like, you know, there's all those theatrics that can still be really good. But I feel like the better storyline payoff, the better story is you insert that man into that, that world title match. And now we got to wonder about his allegiance. We got to wonder how thick that thing is. Is blood really thicker than water, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that that's a blood thicker than gold, baby. 
That's the dynamic I'm interested in. That would have me on the edge of my motherfucking seat the entire program. That would have me like, oh. And I can also apply my Sasha Bianca logic um, here as well because if we're, I, it's announced as a triple threat. That's what we have now, so that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, if anyone can walk out with that belt, anybody, because you have Roman, right? Who can lose the belt? in a triple threat by not being pinned. So that, that right there writes itself, you know, that's his gripe. Right. That's his reason for losing. Whatever right. you have Dave Bryan who can win the title. He's one of the most over people in the world. He's, he, he perpetually over he's evergreen, right? So he can win the title at any moment. And yes. And then you have edge with this comeback story. And it's a major name and he could, clearly win at any time so it's just like yeah i have no idea who's walking out with the wwe universal championship and i'm i'm here for yeah, one there's, like, the there's, the there's, there's a gag coming because yeah there's something because you it's, it's it, it edge is just so he's just so axiomatic edge is just so it's already a given we feel like we know that it's you know like he came back he went through the injury it's like it's it's his payoff but just because this we think that way is why they'll is why they'll they'll swerve so I don't know, but I find like the biggest swerve with and because Roman coming back to complain about them adding somebody to the match makes perfect sense. Him being overconfident and in, in his pull over Jey Uso and and how he keeps him you know in line um, is perfect for his character, and and that gives me a chaotic main event that I am that woo, yeah yeah be not delayed. If I have the book, I if I have the book, I'm. At, I'm putting Jay Uso in the match, and Jay Uso is winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That is that is a story. That is kind of where the story should be leading to. I'm adding Jay Uso into the main event to make it a full way, and Jay Uso is winning the WWE Universal title, and he's pitting Roman Reigns to do it because that's the natural progression of this whole story. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a fitting conclusion. Um, SmackDown of Nazareth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm. like literally, I'm into it. Yeah, that's and that's why they were probably that's probably why they mixed that card up. Because if they had put one card on one night, I mean one brand on one night and one on the other, that be it wouldn't have been no combo purchase for me. I'd have been this. The, the 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 name of this episode should have something to do with A Tale of Two Cities, some kind of play, because <laughs> the difference between the first half of this podcast episode and the second half is night and day. It is. Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> A Tale of Two Cities <laughs> for WrestleMania. <laughs> A Tale of Two Manias. Like something, because oh. how can one, how can these shows be run by the same fucking people. I don't believe How this. this the same I company? don't say that they are, but I just can't believe that this one company produces SmackDown, NXT, and then Raw. It's literally uncooked. It's in the name. It's uncooked. It's unseasoned. Salmonella. Raw was at the, it was terrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was terrible, Your Honor. <laughs> really, really terrible, Yana. I just don't understand. Uh, Beyonce did not call Raw, did not check up on Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
She Ugh. she clearly checks up on SmackDown from time to time. Uh, the, the Obama's uh, check up on SmackDown because uh, everything about it is just done correctly. I just don't understand. Ugh. Even the, even they even use Adam Pierce differently on SmackDown. It's just really it's really odd. It's really um really Twilight Zone. Yeah, before we wrap up, let's uh, we have to um touch on NXT's move to Tuesday. They finally announced it. It's official. April 13th, NXT will be airing on Tuesdays. And I, for one, am very grateful for um a number of reasons. I think this is going to be tremendous for both NXT and AEW. I think this is a huge opportunity for AEW to really cement their their place in the wrestling world. They're gonna run unposed. That's a huge opportunity. Um, so hopefully they focus on their product and, and what they got to do to build their audience now, because now you have zero excuse not for your audience not to be building. So now you have to build your audience, Um, right? And selfishly real quick, um, I'm happy because on Wednesday nights I have NXT, AEW and MTV's The Challenge when it's in season and I can only record two shows at a time on my DVR so it's always I have to sacrifice one and it's annoying and have to you know it's usually NXT because it runs on the network the next day and I just watch it on the network but now I'm good you know I'm I'm, I'm real was good it, was it, was I'm it good Impact that moved to Thursdays uh, Impact moved to Thursdays um, so now we have wrestling Every literally Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, we got Raw, NXT, AW, Dynamite, Impact, and Friday Night SmackDown. Wow. Ciao. And on weeks where there's a pay per view, it, 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 it's given wrestling is on six days out of the night. Now, I don't watch impact um yeah not happening i i just i can't i don't have the time i i know they're doing a lot better apparently i know they have a roster of really talented people i have i i can't i, I it's I too can't. much it's oh. too much <laughs> it, it's too much it's too much too much um yeah i mm-mm. i'm not gonna be doing that you know cheers to those people and y'all keep on doing what y'all do over there but it's gonna be over there Oh, because <laughs> I, I it's, it's gonna be over there. That's too much, baby. Well, um, yeah, we're at the end of episode eight, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know we. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, I would like to shout out. Um, excuse me, part of the interruption, oh. but I would like to shout out our uh, listeners and our people. Um, across the seas. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is over there. And like, shout out to y'all in Japan and Germany. Russia. <laughs> um, right. I'm not sure who's the. Oh, wait, now hold on now, now, now y'all stay over there. Yeah, in Russia. Y'all stay listen, don't come messing with this podcast now. Um, right, but yeah, I, yeah as all the listeners, anybody that's tuning in, yeah, we do that. We definitely thank you guys. Um, just for your um. Uh, auditorial patronage. I don't know what we call that. For your listening, for your ears. <laughs> we thank you for those. Yes, we don't take the U.S. listeners for granted. No, either. we don't because uh, y'all have been cutting up. We've penetrated over half of America. Mm-hmm. That sounds really nasty, but we have penetrated over half of America. <laughs> um, we, we are the, yeah, we are the Will Chamberlain yeah. of Pocket. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, are, we are growing slowly and steadily week by week and yeah, so thank you guys for uh, kind of gagged totally. But and, and thank y'all for spreading the word. Um, we'll be doing some more interactive things pretty soon. Some tournaments. Uh, I'll be having some more guests on. 
um, to kind of spice things up and add a little bit more flavor. But um, we thank you for for taking. Yeah, and if you have something that you want us to talk about, feel free to hit hit us on on Twitter, wherever you know. My Twitter is reverse underscore rel. Uh, go ahead. And I'm uh, Roberts underscore rules, and then the cash shit one is at uh, you know the cash shit. I think with the I as an underscore. So you can find us online at those yeah. places and definitely drop a drop in there and dropping them DMs. Uh, keep it Christian. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, keep it Christian and Robert's <laughs> underscore rules, but you know, you, you could very much give Montero call me by your name. Oh, good Lord. Reverse underscore rules DMs. You can absolutely give Montero over there. But um, seriously, if you have something you want us to talk about, you want um, to know our opinion on something, it can be current day it can be you know something from the past that you want us to touch on is if, if you like our opinions you want to know what we think of something that's going on in the wrestling world drop us a line let us know we'll mm-hmm. talk about it we're here for you give us a shout out and until then until next time until next week we'll be live uh and in living color and um and then we'll be doing our first podcast uh, as a group together so that'll be fun uh, but until then, yes, guys, we'll, we'll catch you then. And uh, this is the Cash Share Podcast. Peace.